Hey y'all, hey. Welcome to Such a Lady and I'm your host Siobhan. If you are new tuning in, welcome to our toxic family. We would love it if you stayed a while, get comfortable, make yourself at home. Um, to all our sales. Hey besties, thank you for coming back. I missed y'all. I hope y'all had a great weekend. Hopefully y'all off today. Your girl got to go to work, okay? (laughs) She got to get up. Um, Apparently, when they changed the date, they gave us Juneteenth and then took that away. I don't know how that worked out, but yeah, so I'll I'll be going to work today. But for the rest of y'all who ain't got to go to work, I hope y'all enjoy the day. Do something to make y'all smile. And I love y'all on purpose. Don't forget that. This week's Such a Lady is Shell, a.k.a. Shell's Tangents. I think that's cute. I think that's cute. She has a personal blog, and I think that's cute. Um, Hey, girl, thanks for being this week's Such a Lady of the Week. Um, Our business Such a Lady of the Week is Bye Bye Belly Tea, owned by... Yvonne Rahim Johns. Now listen, this tea is gonna get you snatched, okay? Um, it is, it's gonna get you snatched. It curbs your appetite, it boosts your energy, it reduces bloating, it's laxative free, y'all. I'm saying, and I'm not okay, I'm not gonna lie to y'all because that's what I won't do. I, I haven't tried the tea myself, no, but I've seen the results in the tea. I've seen Yvonne try it. I've seen her sister try it. I've seen her best friend, her best friend try it. Why haven't I tried it? Is the question. And I was thinking about that. I was thinking, I was like, well, Siobhan, why haven't you tried it? But here's where the problem is. I think I've gotten to that stage in my life where I just really don't care. I mean, like, you know, I, I know that if I go out to eat, it's probably better to choose you know, grilled over fried, um, water over soda, stirs over the elevator. But other than that, <laughs> I, I just really am comfortable where I'm at. And uh, until that changes, you know, I'm going to stay where I'm at. But when I'm ready, I'm going to get snatched and I'm going to go with them. So if y'all looking to get snatched and y'all were on a different journey than I'm on, then y'all listen, it's going to be in the links. Okay. So support, support, support. Even if you don't buy it, follow, you know, support comes in all different sizes, shapes, forms, but let's get to the toxic stuff. Okay. Because that's what we're here for. Y'all didn't come here to hear all the other stuff. Y'all came here to hear the toxic stuff and I'm here for it. All right. This week's toxic story is about friends. Mm-mm-mm. How many of us have them? Friends, the ones you can depend on. I don't know if those are the words, but I, every time I thought about that, that song comes to my head. Houdini, I love it. Is that who sang that song? Anyway, apparently, who needs enemies when you have friends like Jessica Wongso? Now, Jessica was born in Jakarta, 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 Indonesia. Y'all, I messed that up. I know. But listen, I even got it written down and sounded out. I listened to it several times. Um, Jakarta. 
yeah, that's where she was born at. And she was pretty well off. Jessica's parents had money and she didn't want for anything. And by all accounts, Jessica was pretty spoiled. After graduating high school, she decided that she wanted to go to college at Billy Blue College of Design School in Sydney, Australia. Isn't that a little funny name, Billy Blue? Reminds me of Blue's Clues. Um, What college you go to, Billy Blue's? Um, But apparently it is a very, very, very famous college. So not knocking them at all. But y'all know I got an issue with names. So while there, Jessica is said to have been outspoken, goofy, overall just really fun to be around. Like, she's a cool girl. Now, while at Billy Blues, Jessica makes friends. And one of those friends happens to be a young lady named Myrna, who is also attending Billy Blues. Um... Myrna had a longtime boyfriend who was attending school in a different place. So Myrna tried making friends while at the school, which didn't appear to be so hard because everyone said that um, Myrna was loyal, nice, beautiful, but she also spoke her mind and didn't sugarcoat stuff, especially when it came to her friends. She just didn't do it. While attending college, the two became close, as with two other girls. The four became kind of like a little clique. So it was Jessica, it was Myrna, it was Vera, and then it was a girl named Hannah. So these four girls studied by day, and then they partied by night. And you know, you when you're in college, you, you get close to people. That's your family, you know? And um, with... You know, Myrna's boyfriend being far, far, far away, then it made sense for her to rely on her girlfriends. And that's what she did. And they continued to rely on each other up until graduation. Now, after graduation, Jessica applied to become a citizen of Australia. And Myrna went back home to plan her life with her future husband. The four would stay in touch, but it appeared as if Myrna was planning a wedding and just really ready to start a new chapter of her life with her fiance. Jessica, on the other hand, was still trying to find her way. Jessica, missing her friends, planned a trip to go see them. And while she was there, she and her friend Myrna went out to eat. Now, while there, Jessica decides that she, you know, they start talking and they're talking about Jessica's boyfriend. And it was at this time that Myrna confronted Jessica about her then current boyfriend, telling her that she could do better. And basically he was a loser. And why are you fooling with him? Like, you know, we don't mess with (laughs) broke boys. We don't do that. That's not what we do. Like, that's what she was telling her, you know, basically. Um, (laughs) Just, you know, what you tell your friends? Um, Myrna's soon-to-be husband stated, he stated that Myrna told him that after she said this to Jessica, she just sat there. She didn't say a word. And then she got up and left. 
Now, Myrna was so weirded out by Jessica's behavior that she told her fiance that she had no plans of meeting up with Jessica again by herself ever. Like, she didn't want to do it. And I'm wondering in my head, this is just me, why did Myrna think that it was okay to talk like that to Jessica? And then when Jessica just didn't say nothing, she just walked out. And then she thought that was weird. I don't know if that was the type of friendship they had. So Myrna was used to talking to her friends like that. She was used to saying what was on her mind. I mean, that is something that her friend said she was known for. So maybe she felt like this isn't new to you. Why are you acting like this? Like, you know, I'm going to tell it like it is. And so... Whatever the reason was, she said she wasn't going to meet up with the girl again by herself. That's what she said, which was fine because Jessica was going home to Sydney. Um, But home for Jessica didn't have a loving fiance. And it appeared that Jessica's life was starting to unravel, but her friends didn't know it at the time. While in Sydney, Jessica was drinking and ran her car into a nursing home. Thankfully, not killing anyone, but she did cause damage to herself. Then she was accused by the same boyfriend that Myrna warned her about of trying to kill herself. There would be three other times that Jessica would try to kill herself. Eventually, it became too much for her boyfriend, and he broke it off. But Jessica didn't take that too well, because Patrick, her ex, accused her of stalking and vandalizing his car. He would also go on to say that Jessica was threatening and stalking his family. So he decided that he was going to take action, and he was granted an order of protection an emergency one. So, I mean, there was something there, you know, even though he, you know, he, he said he thought that she was doing it. Um, the police believed that she was, uh, the judge believed it. And so they granted him the order of protection, but then to add insult to injury, y'all, Jessica gets let go from her job and in the process threatens to kill her boss and our boss's mother. Like, girl, come on. What do her mama have to do with this? Like, leave, leave mama out of it. Mama, leave mamas out of it. That's what we gonna do. But Jessica was out here wilding out. She was. She was just, she was just spiraling out of control. Um, I think it's okay to have intuitive thoughts. But Jessica was out here acting them out and I don't know why okay I don't know why now after she had caused enough damage in Sydney Australia she decided to go to Indonesia and try to make a new there but before she left she started a whatsapp chat with the old gang and planned to meet up now apparently the girls were a little hesitant about, you know, meeting up with Jessica, but Jessica was persistent. And Myrna threw out the Oliver, which happened to be an upscale who's who place. Like, if you wanted to be seen, you would go there. And it, it 
kind of like a a, a, a a food court, you know, like a little courtyard. But this is really nice. It has beautiful plants and trees, and it's just really nice. Um, the atmosphere was nice, and the elite would go there for drinks and things of that nature. So this was perfect for these young girls. They were all 27. They were just out here living their best life. So um, they were all with it. Jessica being the friend that she was, and because this little shindig was her idea, she offered to order and pay for the drinks. Thank you, ma'am. Like, don't invite me nowhere and then not want to pay. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, listen, if you invite me, I'm assuming you're paying. Um, that's what I'm assuming, unless otherwise discussed. But um, it, that's, that's what I'm, I'm assuming. So... Jessica knew the deal. But I also thought it was sweet of Jessica with everything else that was going on in her life. Here she was pouring into her friends, you know, hey, y'all, let's meet up. And I didn't know if she was doing it because she wanted to get the old gang, the old gang back because she was getting ready to be moving back. I don't know what she was thinking, but she wanted to meet up with her friends. Um, so, and then she was being nice or was she? <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because Jessica was seen on CCTV footage arriving at the coffee spot about 90 minutes earlier than arranged, than the arranged time that they had decided to meet. That same footage appears to show Jessica casing out the joint, like looking around, the police say that she's looking for cameras. She's trying to see where the cameras are located at in the area that they're supposed to um, have drinks. Now, after looking around for a bit, Jessica leaves and goes to get gifts for her friends that she's going to be meeting at Bath and Body Works. Homegirl is really showing out. Like, she, she paying for the drink. She going to go get gifts. Like, she's really, like... She's trying to get back in. She's like, I'm coming home and we finna be back in college again. When she gets back, her friends still aren't there. So Jessica sits their gifts on the table, not on the floor. She sits them on the table and she orders the drinks with the anticipation of her friend's arrival. Now, once Myrna and Verna arrive, the girls greet and sit down. Their other friend is running a little late. And as soon as Myrna takes a sip of her drink, CCTV footage shows her fanning her face before her head falls back and she starts foaming at the mouth. Verna, the staff, strangers, everybody all comes to Myrna's aid, but Jessica. Jessica just stands there. And then she grabs her purse before asking the manager, what did you put in this coffee? This statement alone piques the manager's interest. So she asked her employee to take the coffee to the back and wrap it up. And if you look at the footage, you can see her whispering like, hey, grab that coffee, take it to the back. While all of this is going on, Myrna is being rushed to the hospital and she's pronounced dead. 
And this is crazy because here we have this 27-year-old, beautiful young new bride. Yes, Myrna got married. And guess who wasn't invited to the wedding? (laughs) Yeah, y'all guessed it. Jessica. Myrna said that she wanted her day to be special and Jessica would be a distraction. But the other two friends, yeah, they made the cut. They did. They were invited. Something had to be wrong because this just doesn't happen to a young woman like this. Like, it doesn't happen to anybody. Nobody just takes a sip of a drink and then starts foaming at the mouth. Like, it doesn't just happen like that. They don't. Um, The police asked the family if they can do an autopsy. That would be the only way that they would be able to find out what happened to their daughter. And so the family agrees. Well, in Indonesia, their autopsies are a lot different from the United States. And apparently they're more invasive. I learned a lot doing research on this case. Like, I learned a lot doing these. This not just me talking to my besties. I mean, I love this. But I find out so much stuff because, I, you know, I, I don't just grab from here. Like, on this particular one, most of the time I told y'all it's reading but if I find out you know there's a documentary or there's like a a show or a movie I'm gonna watch it because I'm gonna try to find out as much information as possible that I can fit in these little 25-30 minutes that we got together Um, so when doing this I learned so much stuff and because their autopsies are so invasive it's like they start at the head and it gets kind of ugly. So they only performed an autopsy on Myrna's stomach, which was said to have arsenic in it. Now listen, y'all remember that manager that Jessica accused of putting something in the coffee? Well, she contacted the police who sent the coffee off and it tested positive for arsenic. So let's let's count it up. So here we have Jessica arriving early. She's casing out the joint. She's buying gifts for her friends. She comes back and she puts the gifts on the table and they happen to block the cameras. Her friend dies from arsenic found in the coffee that Jessica herself ordered. Jessica was the one who set this whole thing up. Then, arsenic is found in her friend's stomach. Okay. The police are like, okay, it don't take a lot. Listen, if it smell like, if it walk like a duck, if it talk like a duck, then listen, go pick up the duck. And that's what they did. The police went and picked up the duck. I mean, they went and picked up Jessica. And it could be me. It could be me. But Jessica was the most happiest being charged with murder person I didn't ever seen in my life. Homegirl was smiling like she like she was she was out here. She was smiling for the camera. She was listen. She I, and I don't know if she was putting on the front. That's the crazy thing. Like I'll I'll start off researching these stories and I'll be like, yep, you guilty, you guilty, you the one, you the one. And then the more I look into it the more I'll sway back and forth. And sometimes I'll be like, no, you guilty forever. Jessica, 
Hump girl, she she was she was she. She a special one. She a special one. Cause I didn't understand what was I was smiling for. Her lawyer said that whenever she would like get done smiling and stuff, she would cry and and like cry in the car and cry in the room. But my thing is, why are you not crying in front of these people? Like I don't understand that. Like cry in front of the people. Show them that you that you sorry. But apparently she wasn't sorry because she said she didn't do anything. She said she she didn't do anything. Also, in Indonesia, their court system is different. There is no jury of your peers. There were three judges who determined Jessica's fate. And that courtroom was a circus. Even I was like, order in the court, order in the court. <laughs> Listen, I was, I was so mad. I was like, what is going on here? And then apparently they're, they're, their courtroom for this particular case was in Indonesia, the OJ Simpson case. It was that large. That's how big it was. And the there was 24-hour camera footage. The trial was 24 hours. I'm saying, when did these people sleep? It was like, it just went on. Like this one man said he didn't go home for months. He was exhausted. He didn't see his family. Like y'all, we don't get a break. Like at some point when you get exhausted, you start just thinking crazy. And so y'all just got all these people out here forever and they can't never go home. I don't, I listen, I'm grateful for where I stay at. If I never said it before, I'm grateful for where I stay at. I just want y'all to know that. Um, Again, the courtroom was a circus and you had folks standing up, talking, and then it was weird because the way that the, the way that Jessica was, the way the courtroom was, Jessica was like in the middle of the floor and she had like a microphone and she even was making jokes and they were laughing. It was weird. Like you're literally on trial for the murder of your best friend and y'all were making jokes it it was crazy um jessica had a top-notch lawyer and he believed that she was innocent and made some valid points but in the end jessica was sentenced to 20 years in prison for murdering her best friend by putting arsenic in her coffee what was the motive? They said jealousy. The oldest motive in the book. <laughs> there are mixed reviews on Jessica's guilt or innocence. Now, I, after I did the research and things of that nature, that's when I found out that there was a um, movie on Netflix called Ice Cold Murder Coffee. Um, and Jessica Wanso, did she do it on Netflix? So you guys, um, definitely, if you want to know more, check it out. I definitely <laughs> found the movie to be interesting. It goes more into detail as far as the trial and you get to hear Myrna's family side speak out. 
Um, If you all get a chance to check it out, let me know. But even if you haven't, I would love to know, do you guys think that Jessica killed her friend or was there not enough evidence? I, I, I believe that there doesn't always have to be a smoking gun. There doesn't always have to be a smoking gun. Like, I just based on a lot of the cases that I've seen, I've done research on, you can definitely have enough evidence, circumstantial evidence, to tell a story. And that story can be so strong that you have no choice but to um, believe the story. Why did she go there early? Why did she ask them? Why was she looking around? Why did she put those gifts on the table? Why did the drink that she had ordered also have arsenic in it, arsenic in it when they tested it? None of that made sense to me. Like it, it was like it, everything pointed back to Jessica, and I. And as and as far as a motive. Well, I mean, we've seen we've seen people kill for less than that. We've seen people kill for $500. This was her best friend who had moved away and it sounds like Jessica did have some mental issues. I mean, she ran her car into the nursing home and her boyfriend said that she wasn't wrapped too tight and you know, her friends kind of was distancing themselves from her. So maybe she was, she threatened to kill her boss and her boss's mama, y'all. So yeah, something wasn't, something wasn't right at the top. So I think that she did do it. I wasn't there. So I can't, you know, I can't bet the church's money, but I can say that I think she did it. But I would love to hear y'all's thoughts on if y'all thought that Jessica was out here killing folks with coffee. Um, Y'all could definitely let me know by answering the poll here. Or y'all can meet me over at suchalady30 on Instagram or suchalady on Facebook. Either way, listen, y'all know how to get to us. Y'all know that we not hard to find. Y'all know this because every week y'all show love. Every week I get love from y'all. And I do not, I do not, I do not, I do not take it for granted. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for your love, your support. All the, listen, y'all, It such a lady has come a long way and I could not have done it without y'all. So today I want y'all to promise me y'all going to be great on purpose. Y'all not going to let nobody steal y'all's joy because they didn't give it to y'all. I'm speaking that to myself because it's Mondays and Mondays always like to be Monday in and I don't know why. But here's the thing. Mondays are going to be the same. They come every week. They don't never go nowhere. Really, it's just how how we react to Monday. So today, let's react to Monday like we got some sense, okay? We're going to go in here. We're going to sit down. We're going to act right. And we're going to let Monday do what Monday do. Now, if you are in a toxic relationship, it's time, all jokes aside, we want you to choose you. There's so much more on the other side of choosing you, but you got to choose you first. And if you don't know how, you can always reach out to us. We can definitely get you in contact with the people who can 
help you. Or if you don't want to see your business, you can reach out to the National Domestic Hotline at 1-800, I'm sorry, 1-800-799-SAFE. Um, if you are the toxic person, then hey, listen, you can get the help you need too. You don't have to be toxic. You do not have to stay the same. I don't care who told you that. If somebody told you that, they was, they was telling a lie. You don't have to stay the same. As long as you have breath in your body and as long as you have a mindset to change, you can change. So if that's something you want to do, definitely reach out to us. We'll definitely get you in contact with the people, the resources you need. Um, or if you don't want us in your business because you, you don't want us to know that you're toxic, reach out to the National Domestic Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. We just want better for you, whatever it is. Um I thank you all for tuning in to this week's crazy episode. And y'all know I love my iced coffee. Y'all know I do. I'm going to get some on the way to work too. But listen, I'm going to pray over it first. And I'm going to make sure, Lord Jesus, I don't know. Because you can't trust nobody now. The person who make my, I'm just going to make my own coffee. Forget that. <laughs> I'm going to make it myself. <laughs> I don't trust nobody at all. Don't touch my coffee. And don't let nobody touch yours. All right. I'll meet y'all here. Same time. Same toxic place next week. I love y'all. And don't forget to be great on purpose. Thanks for being such a lady.